everyone. I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles. And we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. Hey, hey, hey. I love that because we're working with horses. So hey, hey, hey. It's the girls from the Equine Connection. We're so excited that you're joining us today on our podcast. Yeah. So we're hanging back a little bit to go back to the horse well it's it's always it really is (laughs) but why do we work with horses and you know we always tell our facilitators in training this will be a number one thing that is asked of you from your clients organizations that you work with why do you work with horses like why not dogs why not cats and and you need to know the difference too because people get really confused on that so i guess we'll introduce ourselves first and then we'll kind of dig in deep to it My name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing, as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection. Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmeck, the founder of the Equine Connection, a master instructor helping people globally around the world do what it is that we do, and we change humans' lives every time they are in the presence of the horses because we partner with our horse versus using horses. The number one thing with this certification is the welfare of the horse comes first, Because if the welfare of the horse means that the number one thing they need to feel, which they do, is safe, that is what's looked after first. Because if you are looking after your horse and you understand your horse and all that it is, how they communicate, how they think, act, and only respond like a horse, then in essence, you keep them safe, they're actually keeping all your clients safe. Yes, absolutely. And going into why horses is what we're talking about today. And I have to tell you, it's so important to realize this as maybe a potential facilitator, but as a facilitator, for sure. I've gone to many trade shows and even radio (laughs) radio interviews. Yeah. And it sat down with people for like an hour and explained (laughs) (laughs) what it all is, why horses, the differences, da, 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 da. And somebody at the end of it will still say, yeah, just like with a dog. No. No. What? No. <laughs> it's not no. just like a dog. Now, don't get us wrong. We, we love, love dogs. dogs. We love all Cats. sorts of animal interactions. I think animals and humans mm. are just beautiful every which way you do it. Because it's a living being to a living being. Yeah, it's a so connection. So it's never wrong. Absolutely. However, <laughs> in equine assisted learning, the reason why we are working with horses is because they basically have magical unicorn powers that, <laughs> okay, no. that other animals don't have. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, and we will tell you why, but, but as somebody who didn't grow up as a horse person, they are magical unicorns. And you're right, and I love that it's coming from you, Miss Analyzer, I know. researcher of the world, and then she throws out the yeah. fluff, but I agree with you, it's not fluff. I may as well have thrown glitter in the air at the same time. The, the number one reason why we work with horses is understanding first, they're a prey animal. Mm-hmm. We understand their eyes are on the side of their head. We understand that through everything that they can feel, because they're the most feeling of beings, because they are a prey animal, they react from that feel versus the think piece what what a human does so 
even with understanding what it is that they're always looking for is what the predator the one that's after them to what kill them so we understand this about a horse where a dog a cat a human our eyes are in the front of our heads these we are predators we we are very very different we think act and respond differently than what a horse does and that that's a huge piece when we're helping people understand why we work with horses number one reason they are a prey animal. The second thing that we really help people to understand is they're also a flight animal. So from feel, if anything at any time makes a horse feel unsafe. Now I know we've got lots of domesticated horses, but a horse is still a horse. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to actually take flight and leave the situation that is what? Unsafe. Even the big comparison, and we've used this parallel many times because we work with a lot of addicts, or we've worked with, of course, women who've been abused before or men who've been abused, is we're, we as humans, we do so much thinking with our prefrontal cortex and with our other brain as well. (laughs) The rest of the brain. uh, The rest (laughs) of the brain. But you know, we, 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 overthink things like we got an apology so we stay like we don't take our flight (laughs) immediately we do have flight as predators absolutely but it's not like a prey animal prey is again prey and as soon as they do not feel safe they have the ability for flight we as humans predators we have that time to use all of our brains yeah to say well maybe we really don't need to flee quite yet yeah we use that part of our brain that allows us to justify what's happening around us or we overthink through things they are completely in the moment and on feel mm-hmm. right if they are not safe in that moment they're out of dodge that's all there is to it if we worked that way i don't know how many relationships would always right? <laughs> last nearly as long as they do but you know they have that same ability we have flight they have flight and that's actually a beautiful parallel that we have with horses as well is that we have the opportunity to do that. But horses, they work solely on that feel portion where they aren't, you know, justifying something or problem solving at first. Do I need to? No, it's just for pure safety alone. They take flight. And that's a beautiful piece of working with them because then you know they want to be there and work with you. They choose to do it. You can't stop, you know, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. It's completely false because you can't even lead them to the water if they don't want to go, right? So it's the same as they're choosing to work with us. They are choosing to help us very confused human beings. And we are. Yeah, and we are. Because we do have now, it is a beautiful brain that we are blessed with. Mm -hmm. However, as human beings, the one thing that we have done a lot is we do more thinking versus feeling. Now, we are also blessed in the intuitive piece as well. We've got the feeler, like a horse has a feeler. Absolutely. That, you know, that gut instinct. Like, we have the feeling, but we go, just like Carolyn said, back to our brain to say, no, it won't happen, or we justify things because we have that ability where horses are pure feel. Like, yeah. they will never think like a human. I think that's the biggest thing we have to get away from is they do not think like us or feel like us. So if our heart is sad, it doesn't mean that the horse's heart is sad. If our horse, or if we're freezing outside because it's a freezing day, so much snow, minus 40, doesn't mean that the horse is actually 
cold. Yes. I mean, unless, of course, you're working in a certain discipline mm-hmm. and you're working them all the time and he has a blanket. But besides that, if they're just naturally living outside where they're supposed to be living, they have the hair to be able to withstand minus 40. And I think a lot of people get confused between the idea of if I'm sad, they're sad. If I'm happy, they're happy with the fact that they respond to stimulus. That's, that's the all they that's all that they can do is respond to the stimulus that is coming from us. So again, <clears throat> if we're sad, it doesn't make them sad. It means they're responding to the fact that our energy or what's coming off of us is uh, imbalanced. It is mm-hmm. not as safe as it could be because we have a different feeling that maybe our head and our heart aren't matching or whatever it may be. But it's those pieces that they're responding to. It's not that they they don't mirror us exactly that if I feel this way, they feel that same emotion. They don't work that way. I personally don't even like using the word mirror. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my analytic research piece. And I remember I was talking with Dr. Alan Hamilton, who's a neurologist, and his wife, who's a psychologist. They also have an equine certification as well. And they had brought up the word mirror. So, of course, I got to ask because I'm like, you're doctors. You got major degrees over myself. And I said, you know, it's interesting that you use the word mirror because I don't, and I haven't found anywhere in research what mirror means except reflection. So, you see, now I'm okay with a reflection, but I'm not okay with using mirror because I asked them too, we don't use the mirror because... It's not research. Like they react from stimulus, from thought and feel. But you guys are doctors and you guys are using the mirror. And they're like, in all reality, as we're talking this out, you're right. It's the reflection piece that we're really looking for. But even that, it's it's not a reflection, it's a reaction. It's a reaction to the stimulus that's happening with the human. Because we are confused humans because we might think something and then we might feel something different. And you see that that stimulus connects through the energy because that's what science is. Energy is made of everything. So here this energy changes and it goes to the horse and the horse is like, whoa, if this person doesn't know where they're going in life, why in the world would I follow them? Absolutely. It's beautiful. And even with our domesticated horses, we know sometimes our with our facilitators, they'll say, oh, no, my horse will never do that. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, yeah, they will because a horse is a horse. <laughs> no, my horse will never do this. And what we were actually talking about in context is my horse will never walk away from humans. Now, our horses walk away from our clients all the time. All the time. Why? Because we now know if a horse is walking away, they need to feel safe. So they're walking away for some reason. Because if a horse feels safe, they one stay. thing you will always see guaranteed is they stay with you because a horse wants to stay in safety. So she's going back and forth on this with me. And I said, okay, well, you know, there's no point. We won't argue because it's not an arguing thing. I just want you to take a look what happens the next time you're working with clients and allowing your horse to be a horse, does he stay or he won't? She goes, I can guarantee you my horse won't go. I say, okay, say, why? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she said, because I have trained him and I put up my hand and he knows he can't go anywhere. I said, well, then it's a trick. So I said, we're not using tricks in equine assisted learning. We're literally allowing a horse to be a horse, to think like a horse, to react like a horse, because <clears throat> this is what our business is. It's equine, which is horse. 
assisted learning. So they're assisting the humans in learning. So if we're making our horses through control or through tricks to not be their natural selves, well then it's fake. Then they're and not what teaching. we're doing. Then yeah. they're not teaching. Yeah. And then again, that's putting our humanness because we think yeah. that horse should stay in that moment. That's putting our humanness onto them. When in actual fact, the horse, if they want to leave, why shouldn't they be allowed to leave? Absolutely. Right? Like it makes perfect sense in a safe environment, of course. Always when They're not safe. taken off like no. black beauty. No, <laughs> because I mean, yeah. you have domesticated yeah. horses. So you know they're not taking off in flight even when they're feeling unsafe in our yeah, but particular they area. But they walk away for yeah. sure. Absolutely. I was, there was another oh, little story again, that... Well, well, it's just, you know, being authentic. So here's, here's an example. So we have, let's say, two or three humans that are working with one of our horses. We step in because the horse is telling us something. Something is either going really great or it's not going really great. This is how our horses are communicating. We can step in to say, okay, so what do you think is happening with, we always say the horse's name. Let's say Buddy. Buddy right now. Oh, this horse... He needs so much love mm-hmm. right now. Now, here's the thing. My horse don't need no love from no strangers. Like, this nope. is how my brain works because a horse doesn't think after respond like that. A horse needs to feel safe. It's nothing that's bad or good. It's just what a horse is. So now, of course, I'm not going to let that happen because, see, this isn't factual, nor is it true, nor is it a mirror, nor is it a reflection. But now I will say to them, so... With everything that we know about a horse, is it the horse that's needing love or would it be one of us that needs love? And of course, what happens by asking that great question to me, they always say, you know what? It's actually me. Yeah. I'm really needing the love today. Or I really need to give love. One or the <coughs> other. Like it is, but it's still based off of that yeah. person. I'll, I would say always. Like I would say 99% of the time that we've ever asked that question, it's always come back. No, it's, it's me. It's the same when they say, you know, the horse is frustrated or stubborn or whatever else in that reaction piece, it gives us the opportunity to kind of do the self check with them. Like, okay, so the horse, so how come what's going on with our horse? Well, you know, this is a stupid obstacle because they're at the end. They haven't figured their way through it or something yet. Okay. So then, so are you guys at that place of frustration? Well, yeah. Okay. okay. So then we can bring it back to our beautiful horses. So if we know the buddy's getting to that frustrated point, what can we do for buddy? And then we can bring it back to the objective that we're working with as well. But that's one of the coolest pieces with horses is that there's so many parallels with oh, them as well. It's so, outrageous. We actually have more parallels to a horse in how we can get to those parallels, except for the big, huge difference is the brain. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely, and, but we still need a lot. Like humans need to feel safe. Oh, we do, and this is why we can run our programs because that's the first thing we talk about: is the safety is number uno when we are working with a thousand pounds, eight hundred, fifteen hundred pounds, two thousand mm-hmm. pounds, and that's why it's always about the horse first because they have to understand why are we working with these magnificent beings who, as Carolyn has said, the magical unicorns. Yep. Unicorns without horns and wings. They are. And, you know, another thing that she had mentioned one time as well is, you know, when she's watched TV in the past and she's seen horses, they never look that big on the TV. But, you know, being, again, our clients are non-horse people. They come in and they're like, like, it's intimidating. seriously huge. Like a horse of any size is, it takes your breath away because... 
they're living being and and you do you you have this fear piece and are they gonna bite me are they gonna hurt me are they gonna kick me and then the majestic piece on top of it like we've had so many people that maybe they got to be around horses when they were kids and then they've spent the last 30 years away from them and they come in and their breath is taken away by just that majestic Mm. piece of of being able to work with and be with a horse and what was that? Um, we had a lady from, was it Dubai? And she had never been allowed to touch a horse because that was only for royalty. Oh, right. Do you remember that? And she oh, was just Oh, and then like, she spoke in her language? Yeah, but she was just blown away because she was never allowed to be in touch the presence a of a horse that yeah. way before. And to her, it was like a life-changing experience oh. just to touch I do remember that. And I remember she, she wasn't, so she didn't touch. She was just present with the team and the horse. So Mm -hmm. she was just kind of going along with them because she just, whatever her, her reason was, maybe just because of the story you just just said, you know, you don't get to just touch a horse, but there was a frustrating moment. And of course we're closing down the program. It was like five minutes left. How are you going to get to the success that you need to as a team? She looks at me. Now she's getting involved. She goes, can I speak to Buddy in my language? I'm like, is it authentic? She said, yes. I said, your horse is totally going to understand you. So what she had him do, she spoke in her language and she said, Buddy, I need you to step on the glove with this foot. And what the frick does Buddy do? (laughs) He steps on the glove. Now it blows us away every single time, but... It's not because of the words. It was the, there was no confusion. Her thought and her feel were clear when she was speaking to the horse. And then the miracle of the magic happens. And then the horse just does it. And when we were debriefing it, she cried. She was excited. She told us like, this is only for royalty to experience. And when you said I could speak in my own language, which I really didn't. Yeah. But you know, it was hers, but it was so amazing. And you know, it's, it's so interesting how the horses can bring out different things in different people, but you know, we always bring it back again with the horse that herds to horses are just like teams to people, except horses have it down. Like they do, they do because every single member of that herd has a purpose, right? And just like in humans, if we had teams where we valued Mm. the input, where we valued every single member of that team think how beautiful those pieces could work together. And then the other side of that is we always require, horses always require that leader. Always. Or they'll take leadership for themselves because they're not safe. Absolutely. So then again, you bring that to people. We've got leaders within our organizations. We've got leaders in school teams. We've got leaders in uh, life, I guess. But really it boils down to when you're working with horses, being that leader of your own life. And that is something that they bring out in the humans that are interacting with them time and time and time again. And again, it's not the CEO of the company or the head of the cheerleading squad. It's saying, yeah, I'm good with this and I'm going to do it. Or no, I'm not going to do that because that's not for me. And just being that leader of your own life. And when people recognize that they have that leadership capability, they can lead 1,300 pounds of horse that wants to come with them. The self-esteem, and I don't care, you can be a person that has really great self-esteem, but the self-esteem that they get from that mm. in having a horse what I mean, it still thrills us oh, to, this, to day this day when it our can, horses follow us. It can right? never be boring or, oh, no. I've seen that happen before. Because you never see it happening because every human feels different in that particular moment. You're always going to see something different. Yep, that's absolutely. where you can always say always and never yep. in this business. <laughs> yep. that's, that's it. 
The one cool thing as you were talking there is to also understand why we work with horses because horses speak one language. Mm -hmm. They speak one language globally around the world. So we can go anywhere and work with people's horses. And again, we're talking to Mastigate. We're not Mm going to go out to train the Mustangs because we're not trainers. But horses speak one language. And this is why it's exciting because as humans, we have a variety of different languages. But horses don't. And theirs is definitely through body language, through how it is that they work with each other. But they also have their verbal component as well. And understanding what each sound means. Because I, I love the verbal. Yeah. When you take the course, it's, I just find it amazing. Because every single verbal is very specific to what it is the horse needs in safety. It has, they don't intertwine, they don't uh, build upon each other, they're specific sounds and there's no new research no. that says there's any new sound. And it's not 10,000 different sounds. No, no. Like, what is it? I think it's six. Six, that's what I was going to say too. Good, yeah. for, good for us. But the one sound though is the snort. Now there is, has been a new research study done actually in the UK which I keep meaning to look at because they've broken the snorts down into specific different ways that they use the snort. And I'm kind of excited to read on that one. Yeah, because that does sound interesting because I think one was used for one type of like aggression almost towards something and then one was a different one. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited to to read it because we we only go by research Mm -hmm. and science. Like even any time we're doing our course or we have our clients come in, we always say this is never fluffy. You will never get fluff from this course. Everything we say is researched and filled with science. And I think another huge part of why we work with horses is the different personalities. They speak one language. But then every horse has a different personality and how they're teaching. But the one commonality of every horse that lives on earth is they have to feel safe. That's it. Period. And I love that you were talking about the languages too. Humans have all different ones, but horses speak truth. Only truth. There is only truth. And when you are talking with your clients and you let them know that this horse will never lie to you, Mm-mm. never lie to you, and will never judge you. Because they can't. Yeah, when you think about that, like how many of us want that in our lives? I mean, heck, we lie and judge, and judge ourselves, ourselves all the time, right? Because of our brain. <clears throat> it's a huge portion of it for people to be able to trust the process as well and realize that when they get to move that horse, that is not a trick. It is not anything else. It is because their piece of themselves have that horse move forward when they know there's only truth involved it's it's a freeing piece for them as well it really is i think the one other thing that i want to add before we finish up is and the judgment though Mm, and then you can finish her up i like that you, you go the judgment piece to me i think is huge as well as you said it but you know this is a living being this is heart pumps like us like a living being who is incapable of judgment because again the brain Like, this is why we always want our humans to understand they don't care if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're tall, if you're short, if you got the fancy shoes or you don't. They don't care. Mm -hmm. All they want to do is to help us to be more balanced and understanding who we are as humans. Because humans are pretty fantastic. Yeah. But we just get really confused easily because (laughs) we, we don't go to our intuitive piece as much as we should, right? We do a lot of overthinking. We're very good at it. Get very it? good at it. Oh my god. Very good. And just kind of coming full circle, we said that the number one reason is that they are a prey animal. Now, a lot of times I'll get the question is, oh, so 
You can do this with other prey animals. No. No. (laughs) Because they have this beautiful ability of desensitization. So this means when we're bringing our horses in, we can ensure they they can be desensitized to certain things around them. If they were constantly like a, a deer, they wouldn't react the same way. We wouldn't be able to get the authentic reading that we do from horses. So the fact that we can desensitize our horses, that's a huge, huge piece of why they are special, even in the prey animal side uh, of things as well. Yeah, the only prey animal that can desensitize themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like huge. Yeah, I mean, we could go on for eons. Forever why the horse. About And we have before. We have, <laughs> but I think we should close her up because the... You just, there's no end to this. And I do have to say in, since 2010, I'd really say is when we really started to understand, oh my goodness, the horse is way different than the way I learned. Cause I learned through the old horsemanship ways, you know, never let a horse come into your space. Mm-hmm. Don't let a horse touch you. Like all of the ways it took me a while to readjust how I think and what the horse is saying. And we have taken so many certifications workshops and understanding how horses communicate we work with amazing horsemanship people now Mm -hmm. who are all about connection and understanding communication who know a horse can only think act and respond like a horse dr steve peters we're so excited because he is an equine neuroscientist Mm -hmm. oh my gosh can it get any more exciting when you clearly understand the brain of the horse, instead of putting all of our humanness on these poor animals, now we're actually taking it to their world so that they can stay safe. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so eye-opening and life-changing when we can take our horse to a place that they need to be. They don't need to be pampered and, and washed and this and that. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can do all those things. But I, I'm just saying... It's so different when we actually understand the psyche of the horse and understanding the number one need is safety. So we don't have to put all that trying to control these horses Mm -hmm. to do exactly what it is we're doing when they're trying to tell us something. Listen up, people. Your (laughs) horses are always trying to tell you something. Let them come in and show you and tell you what it is they're trying to tell you. And as Carrie said, we have him as a beautiful speaker for a conference that's coming up. And why do we have these conferences? Because you don't ever stop learning. So this is one we hold yearly for our facilitators. But this year, we're very pumped because we've got Chris Irwin. I mean, we've got phenomenal Chris Irwin, that's right. And he's amazing, too. He's He's amazing, too. He's our kind of guy as well. He is. We actually only hang with people who actually understand a horse can only think, act, and respond like a horse. Well, it wouldn't make sense for us to go the other way. We'd probably... It's true. And make us... the wrong way. That's... (laughs) probably very it's probably true. what would happen there but well that's true because we did a tiktok and you know we never <laughs> thought it would go to where it went to but you know really like carolyn came over and slapped me now you know when you slap <laughs> on the shoulder i didn't slap her in the face no right. <laughs> that's right but she slapped me on the shoulder now i weigh about 140 145 pounds so her slap literally made me move we have all seen it where humans slap horses so hard I'm so allowed to say thank yeah. you. So all we were doing was a parallel in how that would feel to the human and what that does to a horse. Because if yeah. you slap a horse, you will see that the body language changes, right? Slap versus pat versus rub. That's it, all we were going that's for. That's all we were doing. It's, it, yes, pat your horse, yeah. rub your horse. <laughs> Rubbing is the best because that's what horses yeah. do with each other. But wow, Some we people, got... My horses love it. I won't stop. 
Exactly. Well, we had like 45,000 people yeah. who watched this little TikTok and we're like, Interesting. Who knew? Interesting stuff. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Join us on TikTok yeah. too. Yeah, follow us Equine Connection on TikTok as well. But the fact of the matter is, is the day you stop learning is the day you die. So yep. if you ever think you know it all about horses, <laughs> you don't. Because you just can't. We can't. They're too stunning. They're too... I think they're one of the greatest blessings that mm-hmm. has been brought to this earth. I mean, I love elephants too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You don't even know this, but I love the elephants. Shinobi and do you know elephants. that they speak from their stomach? That's right. So they can hear me talking about them all the way from Africa to here. But horses, I think they're the blessing from, I swear, from God, because yeah. I don't know how I'd even survive life without a horse in my life now. Like, I, oh, I can't even comprehend what it would look like not to be able to look. I'm looking out at my yeah. horse. Then I get to go breathe him in later. It's just such a grounding, beautiful world when you have a horse in it. Yeah, it's like he's just waiting there for us to look at him. Hey? That's right, buddy. He's like right through the window. He's like in a perfect picture Mr. frame. Mr. <laughs> so have a great week, everybody. We can't wait to talk to you more. Hopefully you learned a little bit more about horses today mm-hmm. and why... We work with these beautiful, beautiful creatures and what they can do to help humans move forward with their lives. You bet. And remember, you're a life changer. We're a life changer. You're horses. We're all life changers. And I think that's something we got to keep putting into anything that we do every day we live and breathe because we all are life changers. Yep. You got that right. So we'll see you life changers next time. Hear you. Doggone it. These podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We will hear you next. No, you'll hear us. Feel free to send voice messages our way. All right. (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. (laughs) Bye.